Welcome to episode 22 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So please subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Speaker, Stitcher, CastPod. I'm Sean. I'm not. What's up, y'all? Hey, what do we call this episode? Do we have a name? Oh, Lord. Uh. Nope, not yet. We're going to get to it. All right. So... Getting right into the Ratchet Minute. So I wanted to just kind of touch on, talk about this whole thing with Nicki Minaj and her upcoming tour that isn't as of now. So she was supposed to be going out on the road and doing a show. It was supposed to be like Nicki Hendrix, you know, with Future. It was supposed to start, I think, in September. And she has now pushed it all the way to May of 2019, citing that she needs to rehearse and get ready for it. So in the process of that, Future is, because of a scheduling conflict, he's not on the show now. So people are saying that the real reason that she did all this because the ticket sales are really low. Um, I, you know, I'm not that much of a, I'm not like the biggest Nicki Minaj fan, but I respect the sister's hustle. Um, but I, you know, I think she's kind of, she's going through some things right now, like a growing pain. What do you think? You know, I'm, I really think that she's getting in her own way. Um, mm. honestly, I think that, um, she's had, she's had a very, very successful career and I don't know if she's growing in that and maturing in that. You know, because everything right. is a cycle. Everything is cyclical. So she she was at the, the height. She was at the top of the hip-hop game. And then Remy came and then Cardi came and blew everybody out the water. And I think she's just feeling really insecure right now. You know, her album actually debuted at number two, which is not bad. You right. Know, she wanted number one, but... Number two. Yeah, and then did you did you did you hear the you know what she was because Travis Scott evidently was number one album of the week, um and you know she <laughs> took a stab at Travis. His, his shit is fire. His album is it? it is. Girl, oh really? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> really? Oh, she said, but you know she said that the reason why his album was number one, um, is because. Kylie Jenner is his girlfriend, and she's telling people to come see her and Stormy at the concerts. <laughs> Why are you mad? She had she had gimmicks her entire career, and they, right from the pink ah, what was it? The pink, whatever the Barbies, the pinks. Yeah, all that crazy shit she used to wear. Um, so I did listen to her uh, Queen Radio because she has a show on iTunes, which I just recently found out about. Um. And, you know, she has this idea that, you know, it's, there's some kind of smear campaign going on. Now, I've heard there's been some kind of truth to this with Cardi B or, or the management and Travis Scott management, you know, putting out this, you know, some bad things about her tour. I don't know if it's real like that. I don't know if the industry is is is, is that serious like that. Um, but I do tend to agree with you. I don't want her coming off as the angry black woman. And yeah. that's it, that's what it's, it it kind of sounds like, you know. There's there's room for everyone, I I believe. So you know, she's the only female hip hop artist to ever headline in an arena ever, um, you know. But this kind of little squabbling that she's doing is just real petty. It is. Uh, it's petty, and I, you know, I wish that like these female hip hop artists could just really come together. You know how get together. You know how dope it would be to have like a little camp, a 
Foxy, a Nikki, a Cardi. Yeah, like the queens of hip hop and they all get together. Come on, y'all. And you know, and that's, she she did me, she rubbed me the wrong way, Nicki Minaj, when she first came out and she did not pay homage to Lil' Kim. And she's biting off Kim. She stays biting off Lil' Kim. From the whole squatting with her legs wide open with the Fendi furs all. I see it. Do you know what I'm gonna do on, on, on Instagram? I'm gonna do it this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna put like a a, um, a Nikki versus Kim or Kim versus Nikki, and I'm gonna show you like side by side. All I love it. That uh, Nikki been biting off of Kim. You know I'm a I, I love I fucking love Lil Kim. So do I. So do I. I was listening to this weekend. I'll be in my shit. I love it. So I love I love that idea. I'm all I'm here for it. I'm all the way here for it. So and and because I don't you know I think this the the younger generation, they don't know that everything that she is doing, everything that Nikki is doing has already been done. It's cool. You know, it's, 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 you know, no, no disrespect, but you gotta pay. Yeah, you gotta pay respect. And she didn't do that. She didn't come in the game doing that. You know, don't act like this whole thing is original girl. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you weren't created in a vacuum. You know, know, it's not all that original, but okay. All right. Okay. We'll keep it moving. All right. Um, um, an interview she did with Funk Flex on um on his show. I saw a little bit of it. I write my own rhymes. Nobody can say I don't write my rhymes. That's what she said for like an hour. I write my own rhymes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, bitch. You write your own rhymes. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Moving on. We have. Anyway, so in uh, I have a little ratchet dis- in, in, in disgusting ratchet news. Uh, <laughs> I saw this on the shade room. So apparently, uh, Faison Love's former assistant is suing him for sexual harassment after mm-hmm. 17, 17 days of employment. So mm-hmm. it seems as if <laughs> she was employed for less than a month. So, you know, he was making like all these comments about her booty, saying she looked good in <laughs> Jeans and just making like towards her, and then he sent her a video saying it was like a um a test scene that he was doing, and he you know he forwarded to her, wanted to get her opinion on it. Girl, it was a video of somebody giving him oral sex. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. (laughs) Um, no one wants to see that face on. Not really, dude. <laughs> and I don't know how much money this this fool has, but she's going after his coins. Um, she's suing for sexual harassment and seeking unspecified damages. So I'm I'm curious to watch this unfold. I I, I watched. Um, I don't know if you really pay attention to him, but not really. I all I know is his hairline is is back behind his ears, and I you know when pe- when guys have that happen, I want them to just go all the way bald. Yeah, I think he's bald. But you know, he was on um he was on a breakfast club like earlier this year and he, he was up there hating. Oh, he's oh, like he was hating on um Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, because that was when Dave Chappelle came out with the Netflix um yeah. or whatever he had. And um he was just going in on Chappelle saying he wasn't funny. Um his audience is a whole bunch of white people and what? Uh, just kind of like a real hater, a real 
I can't. I don't. I can't even think what I know. He was on. He was in Clueless. That's pretty much the last time I've seen him act. Big Worm. Um, what? He was Big Worm in Friday. Oh, he was. Yeah, you know Big Worm. Worm. I don't remember that. Honestly, I don't remember. The I remember he was like an agent in some some movie. I don't remember. Are we talking about the same person? Faison? Girl, now I know who you're talking about. Wrong. Faison, the comedian. I'm thinking about the dude that was in Clueless. Oh, not him. No. Isn't his name Faison? His name is uh something like that, but that's not him. No. <laughs> No. Oh, totally. Okay. Ew. Now I'm um, okay. But phase on to me is the now I get it why he was talking about Chappelle. Girl, I'm thinking about the wrong person. Yeah, not him. Not him. Okay. Phase on love, who is ve- you know what? I'm just he had the fun. I, I saw him on like the I, you know, Shaq does the com- the comedy thing. His he had this joke about when he came out, came into um Atlanta in the airport where <laughs> he was in the ball. <laughs> All the gay guys in there, and somebody hollered like "excuse." He was like, "What excuse?" I said, "Excuse." <laughs> he, said, he said it was a little dude look like Prince with little thigh with little boot. I said, "Excuse." <laughs> Yeah, girl. He's gross. He's like, okay, oh, oh, nobody now, okay. Nobody wants to see you. Now I'm thinking, like, nobody wants to see that video, Faison. Oh, mm-hmm. No, because if it had been interesting, I'm sure there wouldn't be no sexual harassment. And you know, like, some of that, you know, <laughs> like, we had this conversation about unsolicited dick pics and the like. Right. So it all depends on what you're looking at. Right. <laughs> Like it's a fine line between getting sexually harassed and flirting. <laughs> yep. Like mm-hmm. it depends on who it is. <laughs> Be like, hey, big head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just just might get a hey, big head. I was looking at um, I don't know. Somebody leaked a picture of Dak Prescott. You know the NFL player, the one that's wilding out, talking about he don't understand why the kneeling is going on in the NFL, but it was, it was a dick pic. So, you know, they took the, whoever took the picture was standing underneath him. (laughs) And he is, he is well endowed. That shit look like a bridge. (laughs) It should be well endowed. They're like seven foot. (laughs) That don't don't mean nothing. Girl, that don't mean a thing. I know, but it should though. Nope. (laughs) Sometimes that that don't mean a goddamn thing. But anyway, um, now I know your body. That is that is horrible, <laughs> terrible. So um, well yeah, let's follow this. I I I definitely. Want, do you know if the chick that is suing him was her? Um, is she twenty five twenty or? No, she, well, I'm assuming her name is Tashiana Luke, so that sounds black as oh, a big. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's black. <laughs> I'm assuming. Oh, we're terrible. She's black. <laughs> She's black. In my South African accent. She's black. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, moving on. Do we have anything else for Ratchet before we move into the woke? No, I think that's it for Ratchet. All right, all right. So, you know, I 
I always want to take this segment, you know, to report on some things. And I, you know, we, we call it woke because, you know, I want it to be educational. I want it to be thought provoking, you know, all, all of these things. And I wanted to also start a conversation. And I know you and I have talked about this. I don't, you know, I don't want to fall into the whole of, you know, we're talking about the same issues all, you know, every week. But, you know, again, we have, it's, it's another issue which we're talking about. Ultimately, it leads to gun control and, and questions about guns. So um, there was a mass shooting um, in Jacksonville today, actually, earlier this afternoon, um, at a Madden video game tournament. So allegedly, this is at the Jacksonville Landing, which is a waterfront commercial district. I've been actually been there before. So they have like a lot of bars and restaurants. It's a, you know, like an, an outdoor area. So allegedly, this guy got frustrated that he lost um, in the Madden video tournament. And then he comes back and starts shooting. And then he um, kills himself, shoots himself. Um, so they're saying that the person is uh, David Katz. Who you know is from Federal Hill in Baltimore? Baltimore? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. So he is a professional, and this is why I didn't even know that they existed. So there are professional e-gamers. So there are people that go around and play these, you know, tournaments online. So he was down there for this, it's a two-day tournament, which it culminates, this is the first round, and it culminates into they go to Vegas and they play for like over a hundred thousand dollars. It's it's that serious. I didn't even know it. Um, but I checked, I was checking online because look, you know, Twitter is they not, Twitter is undefeated. I'm telling you, they had the name, the identity of the shooter before you heard it on CNN or any of the news outlets. Like they it instantly his Twitter page, you know, people were pointing to hey, they thought it was this guy who he calls himself D motherfucking Jones. It was one person. and But they found him on, on Twitter. By the time I got to the page, it had been taken down. Twitter had taken down the, the page because there was a quote on there. It says, single a limb. I'm in the mood to kill someone today, quote unquote. So sounds like he'd been eliminated out of, the, out of whatever the round was going on in Madden and in the mood to kill. So... Um, I also saw a video. It was two kids playing. It was a black one and a white one. And the black kid had a laser, like the gun laser on him. And then it was reported that, that the, this kid was a gamer called True Boy, and he was shot. He was, he was killed by, by the shooter. So, you know, I, it's reporting on these is always, I do this with a heavy heart because it's like, you know, what down now they're shooting up you know, video game tournaments mm -hmm. at bars in yeah. during the day on a, on a Sunday, you know? Um, and I, it, it, all right. You know, I, I think, you know, Republicans and the NRA, it's, you know, it's, it's still too easy to buy a gun. You know, most States, you don't even require a background check. You can go in and this is how people are stockpiling guns. You know, this is how I'm looking at this kid and he went in there with, a laser, you know, there's a there's a laser on his gun, you know, and that's like an accessory. You gotta, you know, you a lot of times you order that for the gun and you put it on. It, it's just the craziness of this all, you know, and why here in the United States, gun laws and gun control, it's a political matter because a lot of times our politicians are paid by lobbyists and the like to stay silent on gun laws. So we're the only place that you know that has. That, that has this type of issue. So here we are, 
um, today with another senseless shooting. Homegrown terrorists, and 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 mm -hmm. to hear, you know, to hear a mass media tell it, you know, terrorists are Muslim. They from the Middle East, but they wrap their heads. They, they wrap their heads up. They wear these turbans, and but look, it's all these mass shootings that are happening in the U.S. are happening from young white boys or men. And you and if you see this kid, and I'm calling him a kid, but I think he's like 24 years old. Mm -hmm. He looks like someone. He's he's very tiny. You know, he's short. And supposedly last year he won. You know, some round in this this tournament. Like this is what he what he does. But he looks very slight, short, and he looked like he hadn't slept in weeks. Mm -hmm. You know that gamers, the the wide eyed look. Yeah. I mean, just just in in you know just physically what he looked like. If you if if there was a way to tell that someone had a mental issue just by looking at him, he fit the profile for that. Yeah. So, you know, and again, my my position is, yes, we have issues with gun violence. You know, the problem with getting guns in the hands of people that have no business having them. But then also we ha there's this is a cultural issue, too. There's a mental health problem here going on, too, that we're not addressing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've become so desensitized to mass shooting. It's not even like breaking news. Like I'm watching, you know, I'm and I don't watch the news, but I'm why I'm why I just so happen to have it on. And it was like a, a ticker at the bottom of the screen. It wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even like breaking news for the news because yeah. it's so commonplace. Yeah. I, I think, you know, our society has, we've been kind of been prepped for this for years because remember, you know, back when we were coming up, you know, you rarely saw like um, like anyone getting shot on TV or in a movie, like on, on regular TV. You rarely right. saw that. And and like as we got older, you know, they kept pushing the envelope further and further and further. And now we see dead bodies. You know, we see people getting killed, getting you know blown up. Like it's it's we're desensitized to all of this violence. And it's like if it's if if we go to a movie and it's not like some sort of violence and somebody getting killed, then it's like not a it's, it's considered not a good movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, even like with, with, I haven't seen this episode of Power, not not to correlate the two, but, you know, I was, someone was talking about how it's just, it's so violent. Like what the stuff that we watch is so violent. And it's like, we just kind of like, we watch it and we move on to the next thing. Yep. If we're watching this stuff that's fiction, when it happens in real life, you know, we, if we don't, it doesn't trigger us like it should. And that that's, you know, I was looking at something online. It was just showing like the cycle of something like this. You know, you, you see there's a there's a mass shooting. You know, there's a lot of social media, you know, talking back and forth, you know, on Facebook and on in, on Twitter. And, you know, people are kind of throwing their conjecture and you know, then it kind of kind of dies down and, you know, people forget about it and then it happens again. And it's just like a circle. It just this this is this is what's going on. And it's like, you know, when when can we address it? You know, when are we going to address it? Um, and, it's, you know, it's such a punk way to 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 go out to, to do all this killing and then kill yourself. What an ass! What a because you, know, you lost. I mean, that's what this. I mean, you know, we we perhaps will will never know, you know, what it was. But obviously, he was triggered by a loss on a video game. Mm -hmm. 
of a, a Madden 19, which funny enough, you know, I, I had to look into Madden because I remember this game from a long, you know, to a while ago. But, you know, Madden was a coach. He never actually played in the NFL. He got drafted and he got hurt, you know, before he even played. But it's a game that's based on a coach. Right. Mm-hmm. And you and you killed yourself and you killed others because you lost. I mean, that can we just can we just amplify that? Like how that became a problem and a tragedy because of a, a loss of a video game. That's how we're, you know, we're taking and this is, you know, first of all, I don't know what was he in there with a with a gun with a laser on it, with a laser beam on it. Right. Like where did he get this from? And he came from Baltimore, so he came from Baltimore all the way to Florida, and you had a gun. Is that a gun with you? Did he buy it in Florida, or did he drive all the way down from Maryland? Because he came right on the, on the plane, so right. So it's sound. It, that, I, you know what? It's so need to find that out. You know how he was able to either travel with one or get one while he came here, uh, while he was here in in Florida from Baltimore. So this was like this. Could be if I wish this motherfucker wouldn't have killed himself because this is like pre if he came if he drove down from Baltimore with this weapon this is premeditated murder you he had all he had intended to kill somebody that weekend this weekend it could, could be said could be said or or just the fact that you brought it in there into into this into this tournament like I would he I just to kill if you have a gun with a laser on it you are shooting to kill that's correct. Correct. I totally, I totally agree. And for what reason did this, did, did he, I, I just, I mean, I don't, you know, it, it frustrates me and it's like, I don't even have the words sometimes because I'm, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not for, I'm not for guns. I'm not for, you know, all this stand your ground and all this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't even understand why. I don't like guns at all. I think I've held a gun maybe one time for like a, a second. And I was like, I can't even hold this thing. Cause just, just the what it represents. It's just agreed. I just, agreed. I just, I don't want that kind of energy around me at all. I, and I'm, I'm, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, it used to be fun. You go, you supposed, you know, I've done that. Go out and you shoot a Glock, and I'm like, this gun is is super heavy, and it's just the, just the energy that it holds is so negative to me, and it's so scary. I would never. You know, just even the accidents that could happen just by holding one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we Americans, we so bent on, you know, our rights and, you know, stand your ground. And, you know, we let these we let the NRA, we let these Republicans, these pro, you know, pro stockpiling stock. Arm, we, we let them take over and bully us into like this. There's no there's no reason for it, you know, because this is what we have. We got this this kid coming down to play a video game. And gets mad and then decides he's going to shoot the people that that he has, you know, that I guess lost against. You know, it's such an oxymoron for these Republicans to be pro-life. But then they're so they're so strong in their stance with the NRA. Like, which one? Like, pick it. Pick it it's got it to me. <laughs> like pick it, pick and choose which, which one you want, which side you want to be on. It go back and forth. It it, it all depends on the scenario and, and who and who who it benefits. Well, uh, you know, and this is if we live in such a capitalistic society, this is all about money. You know, so it depends on whose money is is 
being multiplied and whose money is being taken away. That's 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 where when we start moving and we start making change when money is involved. And this country was built on built off of violence. <laughs> you know, absolutely the fabric of this country. Oh, yeah. So I, I just reporting on that. Um, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate. So uh, prayer to the families and friends and everyone affected by this. You know, I think even you know as we as we talk, it's it affects me. You know, because you don't want to be a hermit. You know, it all it it does send a chilling effect when you're like, damn, I can't even go to a a bar mid you know middle of the day out you know out at outdoor area where there are plenty of people and not fear that someone that you can't even you have no control over you have no idea you know decides that today's the day that he wants to kill some people yeah yeah you can't even take you can't even send your kids to school without you know being worried someone's gonna run up into school it's very scary very scary you go so. to the movie theaters without being nervous and you run up in the movie theater you can't you know Go to the harbor and hang out by the water, or go to a a, a a tournament, play a video game. This is crazy. This is insane. Whew. Okay, I want to. Can we move on? Yeah. All right. So this is, I guess, is it on the lighter note? Not really on the lighter note. It's on a different note. But um, earlier this month, um, there was a New York State senator who was campaigning in a uh, neighborhood in Brooklyn, Crown Heights. When a woman who didn't agree with his politics, I guess they kind of had a disagreement on um, 45, and she threatened to call the police, and she did. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so Senator Jesse Hamilton, he has since introduced the bill to punish people for making racially motivated police reports. So he's, I guess he's, is he black? Yes. Senator okay, all right. Very black. So, uh, Hamilton hopes uh, to pass legislation making these types of reports a crime in New York, um, because you know when this happens, people's civil rights are being violated. People are calling the police on everyday folks for the dumbest for stuff that's not even, you know, not even illegal. You know, it's just people being. And really, what it is is just making marginalized people feel unwelcome in the neighborhood that they're they're in. You know, it's just a way to, to kind of push them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, for, for white people or I, as I call them, 2520s for YT, um, this is a way for them to, you know, exert their, uh, so they think their dominance, even though they're, mm -hmm. they're not, you know, this way, whether it's, you know, I was watching a video where, you know, the girls, her plates were expired on her car. So the white woman blocked her in and called the police. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, just, just, you know, the entitlement. And of course, you know, it has been uh, magnified because of number 45. So, you know, that they are like, they are deep seated in that entitlement of, you know, their, this land, America, their rights, you know, it's, it's superior. So I absolutely love this, the idea of this bill. And I think it should be in all, you know, it, it should be across all 50 states, yeah. you know, the punishment, you know, make it a crime to call with this BS, you know, taking away manpower, time, um, you know, expense, 
away from something that, you know, could be, it could be an, a real and actual emergency. Like, yeah, hold these people to task. You can't just pick up the phone and exert your, your whiteness because you can <laughs> to, to law enforcement. Absolutely. So I actually, um, I like this bill. I do too. I'm, I'm all for it. And with this bill, it will require that the local district attorney to investigate the incidents of hate crimes. And if the report is determined to be racially motivated, then this person, whoever made the phone call could get fined. Yes. Uh, some sort of sensitivity training or jail time. I love it. I love it. I love it too. I love it too. Because it's, it's so interesting that these people come into neighborhoods where they are the minority and try to peak, you know, treat the people who live there as outsiders, as if they don't belong there. It kills me. It absolutely kills me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like this bill, Senator. Like this, look, this should be, like I said, this should be something in every, it, it should be, you know, countrywide, like federal law. It should be. It really should be. Because you just, you, and you're wasting taxpayers' money. <laughs> Every time you dial 911 and the police comes out, you're, that's money and that's time. Mm-hmm. Like Permit Patty wasting people's mm-hmm. goddamn time Crazy. on the call. Okay. I like it. Anyway. All right. Well, moving on. So, where are we now? We at the weekend day. So today is my weekend D report. Um, it's a little different. So this is actually based on, you know, Nye and I, we watched uh, Love Is, the show on OWN. Um, I watch it with my teeth gritted sometimes and my and my fist balled up. All the time. Every episode. <laughs> so, and, you know, attention, if you, if you watch it and you haven't seen it and you don't want a spoiler alert, probably um skip fast forward 10 minutes but so this last episode um where you know we have nuri and yasir so nuri ends up proposing marriage to yasir well you know let me let me just kind of backtrack it she she didn't actually propose she was just saying i don't want you out of my life this nigga took it to the next level and was like, are you proposing? He is so self-absorbed. He could have just been like, you know, Nori, I love you too. We in this together. Let me take me over to homegirl spot. Let me get my shit. I'm gonna come back. Like he could have just did that. He had to say, Are you proposing to me? This is true. He upped it. He upped he upped the Annie on it. Uh, but she didn't back down and she said, you know, so I'm I'm looking at it. I'm trying to look. I am trying to be objective cuz you know how we feel about them too. You know, I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, his job situation is a bit sketchy, right? Um he has no car, so she's basically his Uber. Um he's basically homeless. Cause I mean, unless you, he's, what was he? He was living with the ex-girlfriend and then he was living in the trap house. It looked like for a minute, um, he's broke, you know? And I, and I mean that in, he ain't, he's, he's broke. He ain't got no money. Um, and then, you know, what bothered me is the whole thing with his son, how he left his son, um, and then she paid for the tickets and the, uh, the the plane tickets and the car to go see his son, who he obviously hasn't seen in a while. And um, 
yeah, so so this is all the situation. And this woman, this young woman who has, uh, you know, a career, she owns her own home. She has this, you know, she's on a trajectory of, uh, in, in terms of her career. And, you know, she's doing very well for herself. And she's so sprung over this guy. And she tells him, you know, I can't imagine life without you. So I, I guess because I, the way I heard it is, yeah, she proposed. She asked him to marry her, but you're right. He did say, oh, what are you saying? You want me to marry, you know, what, you want me to marry you? However he said it in his yeah. smug, smugness way. The way she's portrayed in this, 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 um, this show is she's like the poster child of choose me, choose me. <laughs> like, Lori, come on, Lori. But, you know, and I just think, because I know you said like Nori is you and a lot of like Nori, I have been Nori, but I've been Nori in my early twenties. You know, she's in her twenties. She is like, and and that's kind that's kind of I, I look at it. I, I'm I, I try to look at it in the eyes of a twenty year old or twenty five or twenty, so however old she is in her, in her mid twenties. Mm-hmm. That way, because some of the stuff that happens, I'm, I'm watching it. It's almost like I'm having it's like deja vu. I'm watching this. I'm like, I would have done that. I would have done that. I would have done that. Oh, I did that. I did. I said that. You know. So she's doing the stuff that I have done. Like when she's doing the stuff that you do when you have your very first true first love, and you're like throwing caution to the wind, and you're like, this is gonna be a fucking fairy tale. And um, you've never been hurt before, and you're not a little bit jaded, and, and life is good. Making decisions based off of what his potential is. You know what I mean? Right. And, so, so I have you when you look at it that way. It's like you know, if I was in my twenties watching this, I would be all for them. I'm not in my twenties though, girl. And I see your future, and I'm like, don't do it, girl. Don't do it. I mean, you know, reconsider. Read some literature on the subject. <laughs> I, I just, you know, he just he he just burns me up inside. Just. The arrogant, smug. He's arrogant. It is, and I'm like, he ain't got a pot to piss in, but he sure got a lot to say all the time. And And (laughs) good. I'm saying, I don't know if you know the story of uh, Tia Mari, of Tia and Tamara, Tia and her husband. Uh huh. But they try to make a comparison because when she met him, uh, she was doing Sister Sister, and she met him. He was an up up and coming actor. And he was, you know, he didn't have a car. He was at the bus stop. She used to drive him around. So they kind of make comparisons to this. And I think the big difference is, is that um, Yasir's arrogance is just so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. And I just, I look at it like, I wish a nigga would. I, you know, I sit there and I watch the show and I say that all. I, I wish, I wish, nigga would. That nigga is not humble. He ain't. He ain't. I mean, humility is just like, where is the humility, girl? Did you see the episode where? Um, I'm sure you did. When they went up to, he's from, um, he's from the Bay, he's from Oakland, so they drove up to Oakland so he can go see his son. Right. That's right. His mother, Loretta, uh, Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. And girl, was, girl, watching that little uh, soliloquy she did, that little monologue, girl, uh-huh. I was like, girl, preach it. Preach it. 
I've now I gotta watch it again just just because because it was so she know her son. Girl, it's what he needed to hear. And she she said everything he needed to hear. Everything I wanted to say to him, she said. I just okay. I so I, I want to bring it back to the weekend D, but my whole thing was that that proposal or just for a woman to propose to a man. I just, I mean, it, it turned me so sour when I heard it and I just like, and like you said, it was like, Nori is like, you know, pick me, choose me. Like, girl, your value and your worth to mm -hmm. me was circling the drain when you did that. It, it just makes, it may, it puts him in a position I feel of weakness. It, it looks emasculating just, you know, and I, because I'm a person, I appreciate gender roles in society. I think it's a, it's a lost art form and it's a lost way of life in a lot of ways, but we need to bring it back because men don't know how to be men and women don't understand how to be women a lot of times in relationships. This is my opinion. So, you know, I, so I, I, I appreciate those gender roles and I'm, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, you didn't got it. it'll be forever twisted because you have now like, emasculated this man I, you know I, I feel like and, and I don't know I just feel like I like to have a little bit of power I like to I like to have a little bit of control in a relationship and when you do shit like that you lose all of your control you lose all of your power you know well, it's, and it's a, the power of a woman. That's and I and I I feel you on that. And you, I feel like I want to be in a relationship. I kind of want to be chased. Not that I'm I'm I'm. Well, right, a courtship, right? I no, I hear you, and I think that's it's the art form of 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 courting. It's a courtship that to me should happen. That you just kind of throw all that out the window when you over here on your knees with a um proposing to the man like what you gonna you gonna he gonna take his your last name too <laughs> which by the way I, I watched this movie over the weekend life of the party mm -hmm. with um oh, what is the actress name the the, the heavy set white chick but one of the things is like her ex-husband you know they 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 broke up and he was marrying their real estate agent and the husband was taking the wife's name she was like that is the most pussy thing I've that's the most bitch thing I've ever seen. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what are you, you going gonna to take his name to? I mean, you know, not that I'm a big Bible thumper because I'm not, but there is a there is a part of the Bible that says, who, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and he obtains favor from the Lord. So, you know, I believe that word when it says finds, it means a man does what he can to get her. Like you're saying that, you know, you like to be chased, but that, I think that's something you know, sort of ingrained in us, you know, it includes, you know, that man going out and nurturing that relationship and then asking the woman for her hand in marriage, you know, that the man is, should be the leader that he leads, you know, and that you just kind of take that away when you on your knees proposing marriage. And knowing that this is like a, um, this is like based off of their, their love story. I'm, I'm looking at the, the present day now, and really, he he got on because of her connection. So I'm looking at, at every single thing. Right. I think so. I'm, is because I'm, of her. Right. So I'm I'm thinking about all of his, his body of work, and I don't, I don't know the whole, you know, the whole depth of what I, what he's done. But from what I understand and what I've seen, a lot of stuff that he's done has been attached to her. So where would you have been if she wasn't there? No, so he was. He, you said it. You are my savior. She was his savior. She he saved his life. He is an opportunist because if 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 she wasn't 
where she was and what she was doing, this nigga would have been off to someone else because he he was in Ruby's house living off of her. Yep. Want to know? He ran into her. He watched her. yoga videos. Got Nuri Ubering him over there to make a yoga video. Like y'all need to stop. With he, he more than Uber and he dropped her off and this nigga takes her car. <laughs> <laughs> Another baby and, boy. And 20 no, years old, I did the same thing. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. No, said a reconsider on the subject. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. That, you know, that just made me sick. To yeah. be honest with you, like, oh no, no, Nuri. You know, women that are in my demographic who I talk to about that, we all are like, we've been there, done that, girl. We have, we see this future. We see, yeah. even, though, even though they're married now and they have kids, who knows, you know, the dynamic of their relationship. And it, I think it, they, you know, if, wait, right. And who knows really the dynamic? That that's another thing because we only see what you know what is being shown here, and this is a representation. And I'm sure they've indulged in a lot of different places, but like that is not the norm. Like you don't see the successful, educated, you know, woman picking up. Well, let me let me take that back. Do you see the sex, the successful, educated female picking up the broke ass dude? Well, it not so well. Broke, unemployed, uh, homeless, dude. No, no, not no, no, not really, no, no. So I just so to me like that storyline. It's maybe it's maybe I don't know. It's kind of outdated, or maybe that's just not that's just not the norm. That's not the norm. Norm. Like girl, and I'm thinking like you know at the time maybe she was working on Martin because I think that's what they're trying to draw the parallel. Like she was working on a show Martin. Like she was successful all right you know doing very well like do you really see her vibing with the broke unemployed homeless dude i'm no, just because saying before she met him she had she had a roster she had a solid roster of dudes she was dealing with you know these yes. were you know the last episode the guy that she had been dating i think his name was Derek, who lived in new york you know he came yeah. back to- and proposed to her yeah, you know, he was in New York doing his thing, bought a brownstone and kind of wanted to swoop in and, and, and scoop her up. But, and I understand why she didn't choose him, but she went like, did a whole 180. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, was the dick that good? I don't think so. Cause y'all took, a, they took a long time to like jump that off. I don't, mm, I don't, I don't know. But that whole mess, like I said, that whole marriage proposal thing coming from the woman, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't feeling that either. No. Mm. All right. Cool. Moving on. Moving on. We are yes, at the... Yes, yes, we at, girl. Reminisce, reminisce. Hey, I love this part. Girl, you know I'm all... I'll be in my music. So what do we have? When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall in the back of my mind. I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove for the first time in my life. I feel I need love. Girls my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies love cool James. This was the first hip hop love song, was it? I would say, I would say, girl, this is a song. Girl, this came out in 1987. Is that 31 years? 
that's a whole grown ass adult human being life. Right. That's a whole a whole grown ass adult for real. Like 30, 31 wow. years ago. That is insane. And the, I think the craziest thing about this, every time we do one every week and we, we say, Well, how when did this come out? I just it seemed like it was like yesterday. When it was I can't like, even uh, I can't even fathom over three decades. Yeah. Oh my god! And I, I just remember my life back then. I was, a, I was a kid. I was really a kid. Yeah, and you know, but don't you? Because I remember this song. They used to play it on the radio. Like hmm. it was, you know, after his. Um, because he had some, you know, with it, with Mama said, rock the bells and the whole thing. And then this was like, it was like slow jamming. There was a video for it, and you know, that's Ella was like so sexy, and his lips were just so. Mm, moist and, and you know everybody I, everybody was in love with LL. Real. This came out a day before my birthday, July 13th, 1987. It was off of his uh, Bigger and Deeper album. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, was that the second album? That was the second one, yep. It was the second God. one. It hit number one on the hot R&B and hip-hop uh, charts. It was number 14 on the Billboard. Um, this, so I, this song played for a long time. Like I remember it like that whole year because <laughs> that's how back in the day that's how songs came out remember like like today you hear a song and then by next week the shit is like it's old yeah. back in the day like the song would be jumping yeah. for like the whole year it was, <laughs> it was like when when albums and songs dropped there was like a whole promotion behind it you know what i'm saying like i remember I when this was out, when LL was at like his, his his peak during this time, there was this whole promotion on the radio of um, like a LL lookalike contest. <laughs> come down, I think it was like down like a park somewhere. You came out with your little Kangol on, and actually my uh, my godmother's brother won that competition. He had his little red Kangol on, and back in the day, I did favor him a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I love LL. Mm-hmm. And this- Yes, and this was, I mean, he was like, he was, he was really showing his feelings and, you know, being gentle and talking about his love. He loved somebody. Even though she was like way older than me, but <laughs> I was one of the girls in the hip hop video. <laughs> I used to kiss the posters. <laughs> I used to have my write-on magazine with LL and I used to kiss the posters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back in the day. That's a good one. That was a good one. I need mean, love. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into the port. We are now at the port. Did you hear me when I with my um my Long Beach County accent? We are now getting to the port where support black businesses. So this is a segment of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. And we desire to build awareness of products and services which are made for us by us. So this week I am highlighting me, it is a black owned company. They specialize in handbags, but they also have leather goods and clothing for men and women. And it is a company, Nigeria. So it started me um, in 2011. It's a family run company. She is actually, she was, uh, she studied computer science at Virginia Tech. Um, she also got her master's of science at Howard University. And she's about 35 years old. So if you look at uh, Minku, it's considered the Hermé of Africa when it comes to handbags. So they are handmade. Uh, they take up to 50 hours to complete and they're lined with the re- 
purpose items of the Yoruba ceremonial dress. I think it's called Oku Oja. I don't want to get it. I don't want to twist the words up, but there's a certain name for the type of fabric that the bags are lined with. So it's sold in high-end stores in Nigeria and online. She is hoping to open a flagship store in Lagos, Nigeria, or New York City one day. So one thing about it, it's free international shipping on all orders, and they also accept Bitcoin. So you can find them at www.mminku.com. All right. Yes, yes. And you know what? You should actually take a look because th there's a lot of these bags. They're so your 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 flavor. I like I know you so oh. your style. So yes, very, very, very nice. Um, okay. Are we at the end? We are at the end. All right. So we've come to the end of the show. This is episode 22. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast and the Apple Podcast app. We're on Google Play, Our Heart Radio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, Cospad, uh, CastPod, which is uber con uh, convenient. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Twitter, with That's What I Say 3. You can visit That's What I'm Saying podcast.com to learn more, send us questions and comments. And always, we have to shout out who I. We're going to shout out our super duper producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care. Peace.